Welcome to the podcast that rocked, weekly podcast that talks about news in the worlds of rock, metal, alternative, and everything in between, and we're live. As many of you who are just listening to saw this live, an ad started playing uh, halfway through the loading screen, so yeah, don't know what to say about that, and it was an awkward one too, but whatever, that's the whole point of it. Hopefully you guys are doing well on these crazy times. There has been some different news, but I wanted to start this out by saying thanks to all of you who have subscribed to get this up to 1,000 subs. This ways, yeah, I know the ads pay my rent. I know they do. This whole podcast has been possible and a long project weekly as another avenue of something to do for the rock scene and music scene for metal and alternative and things like that. And this is the next big step for me. So thank you to everyone who subscribed, who watched, who listened on any type of format, whether that's Spotify, Spreaker, or you actually checked it out on the YouTube channel. So this is going to be the new format going forward. Tuesday nights... 8, 7, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, unless it's a holiday or something else where I'll give notice. And instead of me just recording a session, whether it's with Gretchen or someone from the Rock Coliseum or whatever, I'll just do it live with whoever else is there too. So some weeks Gretchen might be there, some weeks someone from the Rock Coliseum, whoever it is, whoever it may be. And this way you can actually hear our thoughts live instead of me just posting it later. So hopefully you guys get get used to this. Hopefully you get used to me stumbling over my words when I'm in a live setting. If you've seen me do live streams or watch the Rock Coliseum, you know that's just how I am sometimes. But hopefully you won't be too disappointed. Thank you again so much. Um, I did make a post on Twitter kind of pulling back the curtain about my personal life. I'll address that near the end because I know that's not what everyone loves to hear. That's not why people are checking out the podcast in itself anyway. So... That being said, it's been an interesting past few days, to say the least. Um, While concerts and live shows are still in flux of whether they're going to open or not in the next week or so, it's rough to say if it's actually going to happen and if it'll ever be the same. I'm not really sure how to feel about it. One of the biggest things going on right now, or the biggest, not the biggest thing, but one of the biggest arguments is... If live venues start opening again, are they going to be able to be the same? And how are crowds going to be able to actually enjoy a live show? And I don't see it being completely the same ever again. And if you've been following social media, a lot of the news outlets been posting it for the music scene and things like that. And people in general, if you have friends on Facebook or Twitter, there's a ton of back, not backlash, just concern from the Event Safety Alliance Report Reopening Guide, which is brought up by the government for opening live events, organizations, businesses, things like that. The big thing now is trying to argue if concerts should even allow people to be crammed together at the front barricade, you know, for like all those people, the line waiters, to get up close. They're saying moshing and crowd surfing are violations of social distancing and must be absolutely prohibited during this pandemic. That is how everything's going to change. Because crowd surfing happens not even at rock and metal shows anymore. I mean, they happen at pop shows and stuff, too. So you can't really say this is just affecting our respected genres. Moshing happens only at metal and rock shows, let's be honest. No one's moshing at Kesha. But at the same time, there's so much in this now that's actually going to be a big change for venues. Not for us, but venues trying to prohibit this. Because venues aren't going to be the ones that have to say, oh yeah, we had an outbreak of the virus because we couldn't stop people from moshing. 
our crowd surfing people, our security caught some of the crowd surfing who had it, and now our entire security is sick. Also, someone's listening to this in the UK from Harry's Music Channel. Thank you for checking this in at one in the morning. Hope, sweet mercy, man. I don't even like to listen to myself at one o'clock in the morning, but still, I'm glad you do. I don't even know what to think about this, but it does make sense. I get it. I get there are arguments. Okay, Travis Scott, did I do that? Okay, I can see that, but still. Everything's, ah, man. It's going to be a big adjustment. I totally get the argument, though. I really feel that moshing is going to be very hard to stop a year from now once festivals start packing up again and things like that. Crowd surfing, I can see them putting the, the kibosh on just for that argument. So that way, less risk, less people touching each other. Ah, security itself. I just think about like working festivals, all those security guards who are there just to enforce safety and pick people out of the crowd. Also, just to catch the crowd surfers, many, many crowd surfers at festivals. And that's a nonstop thing. Like they have to rotate security guards out throughout the different sets. And man, without that, it's going to be a big, big change. I don't even know at this point now if festivals are going to happen in 2020. The one big one that Gresham and I are still looking for is Aftershock. And now there's st certain statements going on from the California governor saying that no concerts or festivals in 2020 unless we get a vaccine. And it's October right now. So there's still time at least to have a vaccine delivered or created and approved. But boy, oh boy, this is not looking good. And now if we get to go to a festival... And from what I understand, they might limit how many people are at festivals at this point, which I get, like, because Aftershock last year was like 40,000, Louder Than Life, 40,000, Rockville, 40,000, Sonic Temple, along the same thing. Think about it this way. What if they cut it down to 15,000 just to help prevent that? It's still going to have everyone crammed together, though, in front of the stage. No one's going to be able to do the six feet separation thing. People would be fighting for that front row spot in a six foot um, invisible bubble. No one's going to want to be, think about that too. No one's in front of you, but you have to stay six feet away from the person in, like around you at all times. And then it just has to back up farther and farther. So you're going to be a thousand feet away, just so that way you have people six feet away from you. You have to see you with binoculars at a festival. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have answers. And that's what kind of sucks too. I would not be wanting to be in that position. I want the festival scene to come back. I want this virus done so life can come back to normal. However, it's hurting a lot more people than just festivals right now. The best example I can give, and we've talked about this before on the podcast, local venues are dying right now. The best example I can give, there's a place in St. Louis, Missouri called The Ready Room. And that was the last concert I saw back in, shot back in early March, right before lockdown started. That was the Wonder Years and Spanish Love Songs. And that was their last show of their tour before it was halted. And they kind of addressed it that way, how they had to cut the show. And that was their last one of the tour. That was at the Ready Room. And they've been other decent name bands. It was a smaller club for sure, smaller. But they had decent bands. They had Of Mice and Men play there. They had Baroness play there. Ice Nine Kills. So they had decent shows. And... We found out that the venue has now decided to sell. And we found out when the venue itself put an ad on Facebook in the real estate area with everything completely removed from the bar and from the actual stage saying Squarespace in Central West End St. Louis for purchase or rent. It's like, oh, what a way to go out. 
and that hurts. So I'm sure, I'm positive, it's not going to be the only one in the country or the world. It's going to keep happening to all our favorite little venues. They are suffering right now. So I... And I'm thinking about venues like that, too. They couldn't control crowd surfing and moshing to save their lives. Not a chance. So what does that mean going forward? I don't know. I think that's kind of a bummer. I hope, really hope, that people are able to keep isolating when they can. I get that the country's opening up, and that's fine as long as people are smart about it. Still wear masks when you go out. Don't go out just for the sake of going out. And I think as more and more stuff opens, then we can have our normalcy life and our normal life back. Maybe June, July, we can start actually doing more things publicly, like malls can reopen and stuff like that, if people are smart. And this is coming from someone who's in a decent-sized city. I'm not New York or L.A. or Chicago, obviously, but still, St. Louis is pretty decent-sized. Man, it's, I don't know, it's a bummer. And there's a lot of tours that are still on like hanging by a thread if they're going to happen or not. One of the tours is Megadeth and Lamb of God who have still not canceled yet. And their tour is supposed to be starting in less than a month, I think. And that was a huge tour to be announced too. And I remember David Elephant said, we're going to keep planning for it until we have to stop it. That's fair. That's a fair statement. The big statement came from Shinedown, however. And most people know I'm a fan of Shinedown. And they said they're still planning on doing their rescheduled tour. They already rescheduled it once, and they're not afraid to tour this summer and intended to proceed despite coronavirus. And that's their goal so far. Brent Smith said, Obviously, our number one priority is the safety of the public, but we also want the public to know something from us to all of them out there. We are not afraid to play for you. Beyond imparting a desire to perform for an audience, Smith also shared his thoughts regarding the possible effects. We want everyone, we want to do everything safely, and we want to go by the professionals and the medical community. The musician, the musician said, but you can't stay inside forever. Your immune system and everything about this virus, I want people to understand this, is that if you shelter at home for too long, it's going to deplete your immune system. That's an interesting statement from Brent Smith. It would, he would also go on to say, we would never put anyone's health at risk. Don't be paralyzed by fear. You can't allow that to happen because then this invisible virus, however you want to put it, then it begins to win and we can't allow that. Okay, there's a lots of breakdown on that. And I understand where he's coming from, not living in fear. You can't just hold, change your life drastically forever. You have to try to get back to normalcy, especially for a band like that who lives on the road, who wants to tour to make money. And they already rescheduled their tour once. And yeah, I always laugh about invisible virus. Well, of course it's invisible. If we could see it, that'd be horrifying. And that's not how it works. Anyway, that's stupid point. I get that I don't think Shinedown's the... Shinedown is the type of band that would play it smart and try to figure out how to have a live show uh, with making sure everyone's safe. They would be the ones saying no moshing, no crowd surfing, stuff like that. Ugh, but it's hard to say because I want to see bands come back. And I don't want people to live in fear. I don't want people to go out with unnecessarily. And this tour is not happening tomorrow. The tour is not happening for a while, if I'm correct. This rescheduled tour. But the whole living at home, living, sheltering at home for too long is going to deplete your immune system. Um... Going out is attacking the immune system right now. 
And that's the whole thing. So normally that would make a good, that would have a good argument. But right now that's not the argument to make. We have to stay home so that way we don't keep spreading this virus that has taken, man, I think over 80,000 people in the U.S. alone. Not to mention how many worldwide and how many are still affected. And it's going to keep, it's still growing. I know there's been a few spikes again throughout the U.S. I'm not sure about numbers across uh, the world. If from understand, Europe is doing better finally. And, and someone just said, at least Lamb of God is being smart about this. Yeah, the Megadeth Lamb of God tour, they're, not make, they're just saying they're planning on it until they have to stop it. I get that. That makes sense. And there's supposed to be another, a lot more big tours coming that may or may not happen now. Um, it's going to be interesting to see because a lot of these are big amphitheater tours. All those Live Nation venues are seeing zero profit and revenue. They're going to start laying people off like crazy if they haven't already. Oh, man. It's... I don't know how I feel. I'm on the fence about uh, Brent Smith's statement. I get what he's saying, and I get that there's a lot of valid points in it, but at the same time, when is the right point to start? Because maybe there's like maybe that Shinedown tour, when it starts, I think it's rescheduled to start at the very end of July. That might be enough time. It might. And if they limit how many people can come, and that could work. And the other big thing that someone pointed out, which I think is smart, mask fashion. I've talked about festival fashion before. Mask fashion is going to be a thing, especially at concerts. And that's going to be a big merch seller. Yeah, so there still have cases all over the US. I see some numbers in the chat right now. Guys, there are already bands making their own masks. Think how much money they could make. Each band, each smaller bands too. If they started making their own masks and selling them that way, sell out, selling out of them first day of every tour, mask fashion is going to be a thing, man. I hope the word gets out. I hope most bands realize that too. And they're like, okay, if we go back on tour, we really better start designing some cool looking masks. And they don't have to be like the high end with the built-in filters and dust dusk mask too that I have for my asthma. They could just be the nice cloth ones like char that cost three or four dollars to make, charge ten dollars, make a lot of profit real quick. Ah man, so I think that's at least one benefit that can come from it. And also, if everyone's wearing a mask, that's should be fine, I think. It's not so much the sweating on each other, and that is a big deal, but it's more the breathing on each other in close proximity, because if one person doesn't wear a mask at a concert, yeah, that's a nightmare. And what is going to happen if it's a, if Shinedown has an outbreak from one of their shows? Shinedown's a type of band that's really respected and liked. Harry Styles, fine line mask, they will sell out in a snap. Yeah, oh man, all, all bands, not just rock and metal and alternative, all groups, all artists. Man, just think, oh, think of like Lady Gaga did her own weird mask and stuff like that. They'd be huge. People would be wearing those out around, just around, just because. Metallica. ACDC, you know, you see so many people complaining about, you wear that t-shirt, you don't even know who the band is. They can do the same with masks, though. You can wear a Nirvana mask. It's fun. Who cares? It's a part of culture now. Have fun. And do put something on there. Wear a Simpsons mask. If you like the Simpsons, make it look like Homer's mouth or something. You could do that. There's ideas, though. Anyway, I'm going away from the point. Man, I'm torn about... What do you think about Brent Smith's statement and Shinedown's statement? I get where they're coming from. And again, at July, end of July, beginning of August might be enough time. 
Can you imagine Gore Mask? That'd be disgusting. Okay, that would probably get you kicked out of Chuck E. Cheese if you wore one of those. But still, I, I'm i blind and I live by myself and I have OCD, so this is very interesting time for me. Oh, man. Yeah, I'll bet having to be described with all that. So hopefully you're doing okay. Um, yeah. I just feel that there's going to be precautions that we can willingly make and that way we can actually plan this out and go forward. Where's Gretchen? She'll be probably on future shows. I just want to do this first show, this live stream solo to make sure that everything was going smooth so that we have everything set up and then I'll bring Gretchen in or somebody else in and then we'll start doing this. And this will be the set time, Tuesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central. Read a statement again. Okay, I'll briefly rate it, just the main thing. We want to do everything safely, and we want to go to the professionals in the medical community. But you can't stay inside forever. Your immune system and everything about the virus, I want people to understand this, is that you have shelter for too long at home. It's going to deplete your immune system. Talking about how we want to play going forward. So this will be um, downloaded also. This will be on the MP3s tomorrow, and this video will be up tomorrow as well with links and things like that. So moving on, that was a lot to take in. (laughs) Let's talk about another statement from... Probably, I don't know, if we had the coolest uncle in the world would be Dave Grohl. I can see that. Dave Grohl made a great statement about this, about opening up concerts and things like that. This was kind of like an open letter that he wrote. And I want everyone to read this just to actually hear the point. Hi, Gretchen. I see you in the chat. This is from our great uncle, Dave, the coolest uncle ever talking about music and playing live. Not to brag, but I think I've had the best seat in the house for 25 years, because I do see you. I see you pressed against the cold front rails. I see you air drumming along to your favorite songs in the distant rafters. I see you lifted above the crowds and carried to the stage for a glorious swan dive back into the sweaty embrace. I see your homemade signs and your vintage t-shirts. I hear your laughter and your screams, and I see your tears. I have seen you yawn, yeah you, and I've watched you pass out drunk in your seat. He continues, I've seen you in hurricane force winds and 100 degree heat in sub-zero temperatures. I have even seen some of you grow old and become parents now with your children's day glow protective headphones bouncing on your shoulders. And each night when I tell our lightning engineer to light them up, I do do so because I need that room to shrink and to join with you as one under the harsh fluorescent glow. In today's world of fear and unease and social distancing, it's hard to imagine sharing experiences like these ever again. I don't know when it will be safe to return to singing arm in arm at the top of our lungs, hearts racing, bodies moving, souls bursting with life. But I do know that we will do it again because we have to. It's not a choice. We're human. We need moments that reassure us that we are not alone, that we are understood, that we are imperfect, and most important, that we need each other. So, Dave Grohl... Is going stir crazy, but I think he gets it. And he said it very well. I have shared my music, my words, my life with the people who come out to our shows, and they have shared their voices with me. Without that audience, that screaming, sweating audience, my songs would only be a sound. But together, we are instruments in a sonic cathedral, one that will be built together night after night, and one that we will surely build again. That is very well said, and I really, really think that Dave Grohl gets it. That this is a sad time. And he's way up the food chain, you know? He doesn't have to play another he doesn't have to play another show the rest of his life and he'll be still set. But he wants to. That's just who he is. And I think he gets that it will happen again eventually. And I do too. I am optimistic in that. What will be the new normal? I don't know. But it'll happen. And I think Foo Fighters will be ones to help 
not spearhead, but like be ones at the forefront to make that a fun experience, no matter what the social distancing circumstances might be. Will that have to be a drive-in show like they're doing in Europe, like for drive-in concerts? Maybe. Will it be mask fashion? Foo Fighters have good have had great merch over the years. They should totally have their own masks by now. Ah, uh, you know, I just feel there's a lot of opportunity there. So, I think Dave Grohl really said it best. Dave Grohl really is kind of like our the foul-mouthed voice of reason in rock. He really is. He's the coolest uncle you'll ever have. And someone said Uncle Dave is greater than Crabby Uncle Aaron. Well, yeah, everyone's greater than Crabby Uncle Aaron. But that's that's besides the point. So I just wanted to share that with you. That was more of an uplifting thing. Before we get into a little bit more of some random news and stuff, I wanted to talk about some other cool things. Within Temptation just released a new song called Entertain You. It's pretty good, guys. They wrote it while in quarantine. They posted it online. I'll put a link of it on the YouTube comments after this video is posted tomorrow. And it's actually really good. I think they did a great job with it. Um... If you're interested, I'll be doing an interview, supposedly, with Sharon Denadell of the band. And that will be posted hopefully Friday or Saturday. The bummer is I can't do a live stream interview because she's in Europe. And there's a bit of a time zone difference. And I have to wake up early for it. And I'm totally fine with that. But check that out if you are a Within Temptation fan. Um, for an upcoming video, I am actually going to be doing another list one just for a special and I'll have people chime in with comments if you're on the discord you can do I'll make a channel for that if you're on patreon I'll make I'll ask it there I'm going to be doing 10 good songs off bad albums and I just did recently 10 good songs from bad bands this is a little different because you could be a good band and have a bad album and the best example of this is like one of my there's a song the unnamed feeling off St. Anger that's like one of the few good songs off that. And St. Anger, you know I'm not a fan of. So if you have suggestions for stuff like that, leave them in the comments on the YouTube video below or just in the chat, whatever. And so that's something to expect also. With that, Within Temptation has their new stuff. Weezer also released their new song after pushing back their album to next month because of the COVID-19 situation. And I feel like the new Weezer songs, the two that have been released, the one that was released months ago... And the one that was just released for Hero with a cool music video. I like him. I like him better more than anything on Teal and uh, the last two. I honestly feel that Weezer might have a little bit of a sleeper album with this whole Van Weezer thing. Even if it's a one-off. Even if it's not legendary. I still have optimism for this one. And that's a weird thing. I haven't had that for Weezer in a while. So here's hoping that actually works well. Iron Maiden, The Klansman, okay. Uh, there's people I'd give suggestions, St. Anger, Snare Drum. And <laughs> I feel that there's so much for Weezer to prove because it's been a while since they really wowed us. And I feel like this could be something nice. If you're a Simpsons fan, Weezer is going to be turned into, be heading to Springfield, I guess you could say, because Weezer's going to be doing the Simpsons theme on the show and also debuting a clip of the upcom of an upcoming song from the album. I think that's kind of cool and that's great promotion to get for an upcoming song on a new album too, to have it on the Simpsons. So good for them. And it's cool to see Weezer yellowized. I think that's like the term they use for different bands when they go on there. I mean, they've had so many bands on there over the years. The Smashing Pumpkins, Green Day. They were in the movie, I think. Coldplay. Just way too many to think to count at this point. They had the Decemberists on The Simpsons. I thought that was actually kind of cool to see them. But I don't, I don't know. I think it's cool Weezer actually getting that uh, treatment 
And they have definitely become a household name at this point. So yeah, why not? Weezer has become a joke band in recent years. Recent years, yes. And that's why I'm saying this might be the first Weezer album worth checking out if the singles allude to something. So who knows? I'm, hope- I'm hopeful. I'm more hopeful for Van Weezer next month than I have been for a Weezer album in quite a while. Last year's Weezer albums did nothing for me. Nothing. And if I ever hear that Toto cover again, I might just rip my earphones out and throw them away so I never have a wrist to tear and make it again. Oh my gosh, they played that to death. Yeah, Africa. Man, uh, that, the one that spawned five million other colors of Africa. You know what? That's, it's not Weezer's fault they played it to death, but whatever. So moving on from that, let's get into the mainstream rock tracks from Billboard. You know what the top three are? The top three Billboard mainstream rock songs for the week ending in, let me make sure, May 16th, so this current week. At number three is Sickness from Grey Days. That was Chester Bennington's first band before Linkin Park. They, re- they re-released, um, remixed all their songs, and it's not bad. It's really not. I, I dig it. They did play it to death on Sirius XM Octane, but it's still good. It's, uh, it's something different, and I'm fine with that. And number two, falling from number one, is Popular Monster by Falling in Reverse. And again, Falling in Reverse, I'm not a fan of the band. However, I will say this. I'm not going to really knock them too much. They're in a world of hurt right now, losing their guitarist all the different situations they're in. And this song, Popular Monster, is a non-album single, and for it to get to number one on this list, good for them. And finally, number one uh, is Godsmack with Unforgettable. I wish I could forget this. It's not even that bad of a song. It's really not. It's just... It's such a weird anomaly that the song name is Unforgettable, and you don't remember much of it outside of the chorus. And they had an awesome music video. I will give this. They got all those kids in the Northeast to do that, to be a part of something awesome. Good for them to do that. But, man, this album, When Legends Rise, will not go away. Man, it just, this is another proof of mainstream refusing to let certain bands fade into the distance. Godsmack, three, three, uh, excuse me, Three Days Grace, bands like that, they just don't rely on like a crutch. They will make sure the new music from those bands will always be played. Breaking Benjamin, always be heard hour after hour on every FM radio station around the country. Man, and the fact that it's reached number one, that's like multiple number ones from this album, when Legends Rise, this might be Godsmack's worst album, too, and that's shocking. So, I don't know. I just... There's other songs coming up, too, on Billboard's Mainstream Rock that I get, like, actually in the top ten that are doing a decent job, and, like, you listen, you look at them, you listen to them, it's like, okay, there's some potential here, there's some differences, but, man, just sitting at the top is Godsmack still. Yeah, and that album, When Legends Rise, it's been about two years. Ugh. Something different. Well, maybe they're writing now. Maybe since it's quarantine, maybe they are writing now. So, here's hoping. Here's hoping it's a step up from this album. The album before it, 1,000 Horsepower, I thought was fine. This was a big step down outside of one song, the title track on When Legends Rise. The rest of that album, ugh, 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 ugh. I'm going to start singing the Godsmack lyrics at it. Keep away from... Okay, I'm not going to sing to you right now. My voice isn't ready for that yet. But there's so many weird things going on right now. I do appreciate you all coming in for this. 
one cool thing that is going to happen. This is going to relate to music once I get to the point. For those of you who are not aware in the video game world, we got a bombshell of an announcement. You no longer have to bust out the PS1 discs because Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 are being remade and upgraded for PlayStation 4, and it's coming in this September. And they said, same maps, same playable characters, same soundtracks, for the most part. They, every song they possibly could. That's awesome. I am so excited to see... up, And they showed little clips of it, too. I am so excited to play through Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 again. I had one, but 2 was one of my favorite PS1 games ever. How many hours I sank into that and, like, going into the... De- using the game shard to get to Skate Heaven, which is, like, this massive skate, like, hidden level that just, like, you skate through space. Man, there's so much in that game I want to relive, like, skating through the school level and, like, just some of the parks... And then hearing Gorilla Radio and watching, and while I'm playing, man, I am so excited for that. It comes out in September, they're saying. They already showed clips of it. <coughs> Excuse me. They have so much potential for this. And there is a little bit of concern because it's made by the same people. Um, they're worried if there's going to be like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 5, which is horrifically bad. But if they're just updating this, and it's by the same people who did the remake of the Crash Insane trilogy, which like all the Crash Bandicoot games, then yeah, I think they're onto something. This could be awesome. I am so excited for this. It's such a dumb little thing to get excited for, but man, it's going to be great. And hearing the soundtrack, like, I just remember the first Tony Hawk where they had like Primus and stuff, and the second one with Rage Against the Machine and Power Man 5000, Anthrax and Public Enemy, like one of the songs I covered on the top 10 best collaboration songs. Yeah, the soundtracks are going to be untouched as much as possible. I think there might be like one or two song exclusions, but that's it. And that's huge. That's great. So I can't recommend that enough. I'll probably be talking about that when it comes out. You better believe I'll be playing that for a while. Um, I'm going to try to get Gretchen to play it too. She might like it. She actually might play it around back and forth, like skating around. So, um, Gretchen and I play a lot of video games together and like, not only do we have a lot of music similarities, but we also have video game similarities. So maybe she'd like it. I don't know. Other than that, I'm really in a state of loss right now because there's so much going on. There's no more concerts. Um, my photo pit jonesing, as someone quoted it for the photographers out there. I haven't shot a concert since that Spanish Love Songs and Wonder Years show. I was supposed to be at Welcome to Rockville this past weekend. This was the first weekend I have not been to Welcome to Rockville, and I have been to every one since 2013. So I've been through a lot of them. And it's very weird that it didn't happen this year. Hopefully next year, that's what they're already planning. Next weekend, I was supposed to be at Sonic Temple with Slipknot tool rage against the machine and i've never or not rage against the machine red hot chili peppers and i've never seen red hot chili peppers live that rage against the machine tour by the way got was supposed to happen already this month in st louis and that whole tour got postponed to 2021 there's so much that i feel like i'm missing out on right now but all i can say is things can get rescheduled shows can get postponed things can still happen so Will Tony Tony Hawk also have that ska punk song? Probably, but you'll have to narrow it down. There was probably more than one ska punk song on those soundtracks. Ah, man, I'm a PlayStation guy, so I have a lot of memories for that stuff. And 
so I was, said I would end this a little bit um, just talking about RACPR must. Thank you, John, from ARTV. Everyone say hi to John in the chat. I still need to see Red Hot Chili Peppers. Hopefully I will. Um, I think I talked about most of the breaking news. I'm not going to even address that Brian Adams garbage. Ugh, whatever. Stupid. So I wanted to address something because I posted this on Twitter. I've been kind of quiet with not like chiming back and forth on Twitter and things like that as normal. Um, this past Friday, I found out that I'm being furloughed from the day job. And that hurts, but that's for eight weeks, hopefully. And as long as I have unemployment, they said I can file for it, and they already approved it. And the hospital's been very forward with that. Hopefully that goes through. Also on Friday, I found out my mom has breast cancer. And my mom was the one that found it herself. Like, she was very proactive when she found, she said she had a lump of mass. So she went in for a biopsy, went in for tests, and they said it was breast cancer. So she's going through testing this week, and they're hoping that they'll get her now scheduled for surgery in two weeks. We thought it was going to be next week. They pushed it back one more week just because they wanted to do as many tests as possible. And she said the tests are not fun, duh. But she is very optimistic that she'll be fine. They caught it early. And in that sense, I'm optimistic. So if she feels fine, they caught it this early. When you catch breast cancer early, it's like 100% survival rate almost. So that's what I'm hoping for. Not to mention my mom does not drink, does not smoke. So she, for surgery reasons, that's a big deal. That means she can recover a lot faster and actually go through surgery without any complications. Um, I hope my, I hope things work out. It's just a rough time personally because also today, talking with my mom after she got done with her test... My aunt, on my mom's side, has COVID-19. She works at a nursing home. And she's being furloughed now because that, or she has to isolate. And she's already given it to some of her family members, my aunt, unfortunately. So the family is in a rough spot right now. I have it easy just because I'm furloughed, I guess you could say. As long as unemployment kicks in, I'll be fine. I'm not too worried about that. My mom... In a couple weeks from now, I'll find out one way or another. I think we'll be, she'll be okay. Thank you for everyone saying well wishing to the, my mom. So I, if I go quiet or more quiet than usual on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram, that's why. Just probably because I'm focusing on other stuff. Next week <clears throat> starts actual furlough. This is my last week working for the day job for a while. So then I'll start working on other content probably to keep me busy. And then I'll be going to my parents' place to help out if they need anything. Because I live... Not even 20 minutes away from my mom. It's so weird to think about that, too, because I lived in different time zones with my parents for 10 years. But I wanted to end this podcast with a story about my mom that I think everyone will enjoy. And I appreciate everyone saying the well-wishing. I think you'll get a kick out of this, though. When I was in junior high, Static X was coming out. Their album just went platinum, Wisconsin Death Trip. I loved it. Um, it was something different. And... Anyway, she was taking me to hockey practice, and she had a CD player in her car, which not everyone had at the time, but she did, and I popped in Wisconsin Death Trip. In my mind, I'm thinking, ha, can't wait to see my mom's reaction to this one. And the first song on the album is Push It. So I had it on medium volume, didn't blast it or anything. I was in the passenger seat, my mom was driving. So I put it in, you hear those opening riffs, and my mom goes, Ugh, finally something with some music behind it. I was shocked. My jaw dropped. I don't think she saw it, but my jaw dropped. I'm like, what? You're into Static X? 
Then a few seconds go by and Wayne Static starts singing. And then my mom goes, that guy sure can't sing, though. And then I started laughing. Like, oh, so close. Dang it. So that's one of my favorite stories about my mom and our clashing music tastes. Because my mom is Barbara Streisand's biggest fan. Okay? That's what I grew up listening to when I was, she was controlling it. And controlling the radio. So you can tell we have very different interests in all that. However, I just wanted to share that story. I'll let people know after a few weeks if everything's going okay. My mom's a very tough woman. So... She, I got a feeling she will be okay. Again, my mom's optimistic, then I'm optimistic. Because I feel like she would say something and be treating this a lot differently if she was actually worried, worried. So, here's hoping. And hopefully in eight weeks, I'll either have a new source of income, um, I'll get the job that was furloughed to me back reinstated, or rocks can go full-time. One of the three. Who knows? Other than that, I yeah, everyone likes the story. Okay, glad. I'm glad you like the story. That was one of my favorite stories from my growing up with my mom. Just about that. So, yeah, she likes the music of Static X. There you go. And other than that, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for just indulging me on those last few minutes just to kind of pull back the curtain again. Again, I hope everything's fine. I hope everything's going okay for everyone else out there. I know I'm not the only one having a lot of issues right now. I will be posting things still consistently. I should have an album review of the upcoming Asking Alexandria album, Like a House on Fire, this Friday. That's an interesting one. That's me being polite. Uh, it's not the worst thing I've heard all year. It's just not my thing. That's a good way to say it. And then also, I'm hoping to have another interview. And then the week after, I'm hoping to have that video, 10 Good Songs from Bad Albums. And please leave comments on here if you're in the discord you can check you can i'll make a separate channel for that tomorrow and if you want to join the discord the link should be in the description or you can just ask me on twitter and i'll send the link and things like that it's open it's public everything hopefully will be okay and other than that thank you guys again for subscribing make this possible tune in next week 8 p.m eastern 7 central hopefully there'll be less awkward ad interruptions man that freaked me out when that guy said talked about a gun okay whatever hopefully youtube doesn't demonetize this now whatever thank you guys again i really appreciate all your support and in the meantime if you have anything follow to check out the socials you can check out my concert photography on instagram keep up to date with rocks on facebook and twitter you guys are the best thank you and have a great night <laughs>